Hello, and welcome to the Roundup. My name is Nick Saba with The Impact. I am Jacob Zokvik. I'm a staff writer for The Lookout at LCC. And we're here today to go over a couple of different subjects and just kind of uh, feel the kind of recent news and how it affects Michigan and East Lansing. And it's just us two. It is just us for today. Uh, so we hope we can keep your attention with our little bit of banter. All right. So the first subject that I wanted to talk about was, of course, the coronavirus pandemic. Yep. It's uh, it's not getting much better. No. And there are a few misconceptions, especially about the recent Omicron variant that I wanted to talk about and discuss um, because it is still still out there people are still getting it we had record high cases just in the past week mm-hmm. uh michigan alone had uh 50,000 cases in a single day and the united states is breaking a million cases a day now and i got to say when when i go out in public it's uh not a lot of people taking it seriously i'm not seeing masks i'm not seeing social distancing and, you know, I, I understand that a lot of people are vaccinated and, and the like, but um, it's, uh, it's, we're still in the middle of it. It's, it's worse, like you said, we're the record high numbers, things like that, and people really don't seem to care. And I get that they're sick of it. You know what I mean? I am too, man. I, I'm so ready for this to be done. I'm so ready to go back to the way things were, but uh, I, it, it just blows my mind every time I go out there. People are, of course, tired of of having to do things. And uh, I don't know if you saw the Supreme Court uh, just ruled that Biden's federal mask mandate uh, is is unconstitutional. Is the vaccine mandate? Yes, the vaccine mandate. Excuse me. Um. So now Michigan State is mandating both vaccines and the booster now uh, by February. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that will lower the overall cases that Michigan State sees, but I don't know if it'll have, it's not going to have an impact on East Lansing as a whole. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, so I obviously haven't been taking part in any of the East Lansing nightlife. I haven't for a long time, but um, I, I don't know what the kids are doing these days. You know what I mean? I, it, it, it seems to me like the social life and the aspect you should should still be being careful, you know what I mean? You should not be going to parties right now. Um, or if you can, an outdoor party. Obviously, it's very cold, but it's it's it, it it's one of those things where, like I said, I'm, I'm very surprised by how not careful people are being, how much they think, like, it will be fine. Like, no, it's not going to be fine. Like, you are the people that are generating this, this, this spreadability of uh, and what's keeping the ball rolling, you know what I mean? And and it's it's pretty irresponsible. I, I do have a question for you. Sure. So Michigan State, like as a school, mm-hmm. uh, has been online for the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. But they're saying that they're hoping to bring people back in person after three weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is something that is feasible or something that we should do at all to begin with? Well, I'll tell you right now. So LCC doing something totally different. Um, And we'll get to that in a second. But uh, in answer to your actual question, I think that's very feasible. 
Uh, I think especially if you're talking about a vaccine mandate that makes that takes a lot of the pressure off. I mean, seriously, like these vaccines, they're no joke. They are very effective at making cases way less severe, preventing deaths. And they do help prevent the spread a considerable amount when you don't have symptoms and you're not, you know, you obviously can spread when you don't have symptoms, but it's a lot less likely. You're not producing the sort of mucus and things that can make COVID so spreadable. And I, yeah, I think it should be feasible. I think it needs to be a pretty hard and fast, like if you are in a building, you have a mask on, no exceptions, you know what I mean? Um, And you know, you shouldn't be making a lot of contact and things like that. But yeah, I mean, especially if you're going to do the vaccine mandate, then I think it, it ought to be feasible. I think we should be able to get there. It's you need people not lying about the vaccines. You need people to wear the masks. You need people to wear the masks properly. Don't let it hang under your nose and all that nonsense that I'm getting real sick of seeing at the store. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as LCC goes... So there is currently no vaccine mandate at LCC. Now, LCC, much smaller college, obviously, and many of our classes are uh, still online right now. Uh, I think it's basically just the classes that need to be in person. So, you know, nursing, um, you know, like the the classes I'm taking, I'm a a video student, a digital media, audio, and cinema. and we, you know, we interact with cameras and stuff like you just can't do that at home remote. And, you know, we're showing up wearing masks and stuff. And I will admit there's some times when my fellow students aren't wearing the mask properly. And I kind of got to be the guy that's like, hey, can you pull that over your nose? You know what I mean? But that's that's how I feel safest. But LCC, like I said, just doesn't have the numbers and things. And the people aren't really meeting in that sort of capacity. But um yeah, it, it seems to me like we should be able to get through this without sacrificing too much. Um, but people aren't people aren't being careful. You know what I mean? And that's like like when LCC said no vaccine mandate, I, you know, I get it. But I was kind of like, I'd, man, I'd almost kind of like it if they had that, you know, because I mean? I'm I'm vaccinated uh, with the booster and everything. So it, 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 it doesn't seem that hard to me, but I, I get that for some people it's, it's a bit of a step. But I, I, I really think if we're careful, we can not go back to normal, but go to some place that's tolerable until things get better. Something that I hope is, you know, a lot of people say a return to normalcy, right? Mm-hmm. Which that's not even a word, first of all. I'm, I'm mad about that. But... I think instead of going back to to a status quo that people necessarily weren't happy with to begin with, we should use the pandemic to, and and show the the you know cracks in 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 housing, the cracks in employment, and improve. Uh, you know, I think we got to come out of the pandemic not trying to go back to the way things were, but try to make things for the better. See, and I, I mean, I'd agree with you. But that's a very dangerous idea only because it's a slippery slope. Um, it, it's, it's very tempting to look at this situation. And I think it did kind of already happen. But it's very tempting to look at the situation and say, like, oh, COVID and labor shortage and stuff. Like, it's time 
to improve what we're doing. And it absolutely is. Like, you should take that opportunity. If you are not getting paid enough at work, if whatever you, if you need to unionize whatever you do it, man, this is now is the time, but it's, you, you know, you can't, you can't make it about the pandemic. You know what I mean? The pandemic is bringing about a situation that is highlighting these cracks in society and is, is making these problems very apparent. You know what I mean? Like I said, wages, you know, we've had the highest inflation in the United States since 7%. 1982, something like that. And it's like, well, maybe we can, you know, we can have a conversation about the Fed tightening money supply and whatever, but it's like, yeah, they still haven't gotten the Fed funds rate back since 2009. You know what I mean? It's That's been a losing battle for, you know, 15 years going on almost now. Um, and it's it's one of those things where, yeah, people need to take the opportunity to say, like, hey, we are being treated unfairly. Hey, we are uh, we're suffering in a way that doesn't need to happen. But you can't say, like, okay, the pandemic is going to help us here or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's highlighting the problems, but um, don't make it about the pandemic. You know what I mean? It's... And that's some of what I'm seeing is a little bit of that. I think mostly they're steering away from it, but I, I think there's a lot of groups of people that are very much failing to strike while the iron is hot right now. I think the success of the the, the John Deere strike, uh, mm. you hear mm -hmm. about that, because um, that was successful, and now uh, a lot of other companies and a lot of other companies' workers have seen the success of, of the John Deere unions. Mm-hmm. And are now trying to recreate it in their own sectors, mm -hmm. uh, whether that be you know retail or or commercial. You know, so, uh, Starbucks is starting to unionize mm -hmm. here in the U.S. Even though it's been unionized across the seas mm -hmm. for a while now. Yeah, I I think I think the uh, the lack of unionization blows my mind. I, uh, Menards is a big one where like there's a literal corporate policy against unionization. Um, all right, shut it down. I literally don't shop there. I literally do not purchase items from Menards because I'm so sick of their sort of corporate attitude. You know what I mean? Um, and that's fine. You know what I mean? They that's It's their right to run their business how they see fit. But it's like, well, you, it's pretty clear that you're taking advantage of your employees at that point, And that's just not right, you know? So I'm not going to shop there. You're free, like, if, if you're a business, you're free to treat your employees however you're like. However, that does not mean you are free from consequences and people <laughs> right. not wanting to buy your stuff. Right, right. I well, try to avoid Nestle now because uh, I don't like slavery. Everything they've ever done, <laughs> stealing water from places and everything. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, did they ever stop that? Wasn't Michigan, they were going to build some new bottling factory yeah. in Michigan? Did that ever get blocked or no? I don't know. I oh, honestly geez. do not we're know. Not, we're not well informed. I'll, I'll, on I'll, on I'll Nestle. I only know about the, the terrible things uh, that they do in in Africa. That's yeah, about it. Yeah. They're, they're not a great one. Every time which I read is, more about them, I'm just... Uh... Which is too bad because high quality product. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's... But there's so many of those. There's so many of those where you look and you're just like, you're not even trying, man. You're not even trying to 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 do good in the world. You know what I mean? And I, I you know I saw a thing years ago, and I can't remember the man's name now. It was an economist. I I I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, 
But he was talking about um, when, um, what's his name, Milton Friedman uh, said, like, the the role of a corporation, of a profit-seeking business, is to seek profits above all else. Everything else is irrelevant. And, like, yeah, that makes sense in a very microeconomic sort of state of mind. But it's like if every business is just looking for profits and nobody's looking out for, like, being a good part of society, it's like it's going to start coming apart really quick. America is in many ways built on just windfall, profit-seeking corporate nature. You know what I mean? You look at the, the, the robber barons of the 18th and 19th century, and they built America, but they also put a bunch of money into charity. And I'm not going to sit here and say that like Cornelius Vanderbilt, J.P. Morgan... Uh, Carnegie, any of these guys were good guys because they really weren't. But, um, you know, I mean, at least they faked it. You know what I mean? And that's where I look and I'm, you know, you've got your Jeff Bezos and stuff going up into space. And I'm like, hey, man, how about the uh, how about the Amazon warehouse guys make more than $15 an hour? You know what I mean? And I, I don't know what they make, but it's, it's not, not a lot. It's not, not that. a lot. I think they do pretty well. I think there's a isn't there a 15 minimum in, wage in, in Amazon? Amazon right now? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> Not to my knowledge. Maybe I'm reading the propaganda. I don't know. I, um, I, I thought they had a $15 minimum wage. But... Maybe. I thought that was a corporate thing. Oh, is it? It's but... not like the warehouse guys? I don't know. I Again, I don't oh, want to say anything seditious on air. I do not know. <laughs> that would be brutal. Um, I, I do think that a lot of these, a, a lot of, of billionaires in general, whether it be Elon Musk or Bezos or, you know, you can you can name them. There are a surprising amount of of similarities, uh, not necessarily in in their stories and the way they they grew up, but in where they are now. There's a lot of overlap in wanting to go to space. There's a lot of overlap in wanting to do the next thing, mm-hmm. and and the way I look at it is, I know that these people are inherently greedy. So are they doing? Are they are they trying to advance, you know, are they trying to advance science? Are they trying to advance space exploration for, you know, the, the quote unquote better of humanity? Or are they doing it because that will probably in, in the end help their bottom line? I honestly uh, I have an even like more depressing view of that. I don't think they're doing the space gig to uh, improve the bottom line. Um, I think it's kind of just a flex at a certain point. I really like. When I heard that um, it was Branson and Bezos, right? Those were the two that went in space. When I heard that, and like those are both guys that like they're just they don't they don't really do a lot of great that I that we see anyway. Um, but it's like you just wanted to look down on the ants, man. You really wanted to go to space and say, "Check it out, man! I went to space," you know. And it and and you hear about like, "Oh, we brought William Shatner with us. Isn't that cool?" You know what I mean? I was like. Yeah, you're just trying to make yourself look good. You're 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 flexing on everybody. You're like every single person that works in that Amazon warehouse, they they're never going to space. Not for their entire life. There's no chance whatsoever that your research takes them to space. You know what I mean? And it's it's one of those things where it you're you're clearly not doing it for a good reason. You know what I mean? If you wanted to put money into space research, there is a lot that you can do. Space tourism, 
we're just not there, man. We're we're so not there. We're so not. We don't need that. There's no need for that whatsoever. I, I think there's kind of a side story um, because when Shatner's with him, uh, there's a video of of right after they they landed Bezos, uh, they get out of their capsule, and and Shatner starts you know because it's it's been his you know lifelong dream to go to space, mm-hmm. and so he starts off on on a speech. And he's giving this speech, and there's cameras pointed at him. And he's halfway through it, and Jeff Bezos interrupts him, goes, excuse me, we got to, and then he, and he pulls out a big bottle of, of champagne, pops the cork, has a bunch right. of ladies around him. And, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And then they uh, let him, lets him finish. Let's him finish his speech. And I just, it's, it's almost like, uh, it, it's like a childlike Yeah, it's nature. childish. It, it's, it's so childish. It's a celebration of themselves. Um, and you know, you can make like, so like, there's a lot of people that are like, well, uh, Elon Musk didn't go to space. And I was like, yeah, but Elon Musk is basically a walking meme. Okay. He very much knows what he is doing, uh, in terms of the public opinion. He could see that nobody wanted him to go to space. And frankly, he's probably not an idiot and he does know that there's no reason to go to space. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of very rich guys and, and gals, uh, saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's flex on the on the peons below us. Flex on the pores. Yeah. So I looked it up. By the way, uh, Amazon does in fact support a fifteen dollar minimum wage. So good for Amazon. Credit where credit is due. That does in fact seem like the bare minimum that we should be paying people. Still, don't know how you would make a living at that wage, but that's I'll I'll give them credit where credit is due. They do support a fifteen dollar minimum wage." I appreciate the support for the $15 minimum wage. Give your people that drive your vans bathroom breaks. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Is that a thing? I did not know that. Uh, That's brutal. There have been, uh, there are alleged stories that have uh, not necessarily been corrob- uh, corrob- corroborated, corroborated. corroborated, excuse me, um, about uh, Amazon delivery drivers having to pee in bottles. Oh yeah. my! As long as they're not peeing in my package, I guess I'm not that worried about it. But I, I, I that's that's terrible. <laughs> that's anyway, anyway. Moving on, because um, I, I, I know Amazon's listening out there, so I gotta say they allegedly are, they are. They've got all of their AI bots listening to every radio station in America. Drone at the same will be time. flying over my house later tonight. Right. Right. What do you mean later tonight? There's a drone flying over your house right <laughs> now. Is that what that buzzing was outside earlier? Might have been. Might have been. Okay, uh, yep. so we're talking about billionaires, we're talking about the economy. I, and this is a personal thing, have started doing a bit of research on the stock market lately. Uh-oh. And let me tell you, first of all, it's a rabbit hole yeah. that doesn't stop, and it just keeps getting worse. But on top of that, there is so much just flat-out fabrication and misinformation I'm a, I'm a little worried. <laughs> oh, I I mean you should be. I shouldn't say you shouldn't be, but you know, keep in mind that you know uh, the stock market has in many ways been running on misinformation since you know the the founding of Wall Street. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, that's that's part of how America generates new money is speculation on the stock market and as a natural sort of progression of that people fabricate and it's almost always damaging 
You know what I mean? Uh, I'm sure people would argue that it helps competition, but I think that's pretty much ridiculous. But uh, yeah, and the the bigger issue I see with that is, as we saw recently with the GameStop, uh, the the stock shooting up basically because of people on Reddit. Like when you're starting to get apps like Robinhood and the thing where the average Joe is now getting involved in the stock market, like this is going to become a problem. This mis- misinformation, you know what I mean? Professional stockbrokers kind of know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Uh, Joe, the Amazon driver, probably doesn't. You know, maybe he's doing the research, but you got to be sure that that research is very accurate and isn't filled with that misinformation. You have to realize, though, that the stock market, while it is inherently complicated, that's because the the market makers want it to be sure um they don't want you investing because you are uh your retail mm-hmm. and well, so they'll tell you over and over again you're stupid let the professionals do it but they want they want you, your money yeah they want you to invest through them so they can take a cut off the top it's, it's all just lie. like also a um, uh, quick thing quick thing robin hood don't uh, uh, okay I, I can't say to not use robin hood but i will <laughs> just say that robin hood uh turned off the buy button uh, at the middle of the the GameStop frenzy last January. They just stopped allowing people to buy. So if you do like buying your shares, perhaps invest in another company. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm sure there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on there. I, it's It's so hard to get into the stock market in a safe way. And you know, you know, I I don't want to discourage people from doing it, but you know, like like I've got a friend who does a little bit of day trading. You know what I mean? It's when he gets up and he does it, um, and he every like Friday prints off like a two hundred pages of stock information, and he's reading that every week so he can day trade. And I'm like, he's doing the bare minimum. That is like the bare minimum to safely day day trade, and he's lost money. I don't think he's up overall, and he's reading 200 pages of information a week. And I'm like, first of all, you're wasting your time. But um, I feel bad for him because it's like, wow, you're 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 getting nowhere, even though you are doing the research, you know. And and maybe that's a problem with the information he's getting, and maybe that's just the nature of the stock market. But the way I see it, people that are you know just turn on the squawk box for. 10 minutes in the morning and go, yeah, I'll buy this, this, and that, and sell this, this, and that. Whatever Jim like, Cramer so, says. That's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. But by the same token, everybody's 401ks are falling apart. So what do you do? How do you invest your money? You know what I mean? Like the, the safe bet right now is kind of land in the weirdest sort of way. You know what I mean? With housing prices, what they are, like that's only going to keep going up. Go buy some land. That's probably the safest investment, which is wanna, terrible. Want to buy gold. <laughs> gold. Gold. Want to hoard gold. Always a good investment, except when it's not. Man, <laughs> I remember. Uh, so this is n- not real investment advice. But, None of this uh, is investment advice. Yeah, please. right, right. Because we don't know what we're talking about. We are not financial advisors. <laughs> but um, I, I, I always love looking at what gold prices do right around an election. Um, but it was, I don't know, can't remember what happened around Biden, but I remember with Trump, they just jumped so much after the election. And I was like, 
man, maybe I should start buying gold, but I'm like, no, wait, no, 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 I don't need to be investing like that right now, you know what I mean? I'm not going to speculate on gold as if I'm going to do something with it, you know what I mean? Like, but, uh... At the end of the day, I think people need to realize that the stock market, or at least the New York Stock Exchange, is it's basically just a, it's just a casino. It's a casino uh, run by the United States government. Well, you have to remember, so... From a purely economics standpoint, the stock market does provide a purpose. It generates capital for business to happen. It creates money that doesn't otherwise exist. You know what I mean? And maybe it's not necessarily like real money in in that sense, but it 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 allows businesses to do things and borrow money and and you know be owned uh, in a way that lets them do things. That being said, when you look at things like non-dividend paying stocks where you own a part of the company but you don't earn part of their profits, it's kind of it's it's not quite a scam, but it is a bit like, well, why do I own that stock then? If I'm literally owning it with the intention of selling it later, then it doesn't actually have value. You know what I mean? Like and that's again, it's the whole point of the stock market is to create value where there isn't. You know what I mean? It's to generate capital so business can happen. But it's it's very dangerous, and people need to recognize that that like when I buy a stock, I'm not guaranteeing myself money in any way. Again, unless it pays dividends, which if you've got options on dividend stocks, those are those are a whole different ball game. But um, yeah, the stock market's a pretty dangerous thing to people that aren't initiated, and that's why I've always kind of stuck away from it because I'm never willing to put in. I'm not going to read 200 pages a week so that I can day trade. It's just not going to be something I'm going to do. And I think another thing, uh, a lot of people's, uh, a lot of brokers don't actually sell you the shares directly. So let's say you go on 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 Robinhood, for example. Mm-hmm. I, I got to stop saying that name. Um, and you buy 10 shares of Tesla. They will give you an IOU saying, hey, you own these shares, mm-hmm. but we're actually buying them. Right. And so they'll be in, in Robinhood's name. Right. And so if something happens, those shares never have your name on them. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's like just like the investment and retirement accounts. You don't own those shares. You own the retirement account, which is owned by a company that owns those shares. But it's like there is so much shady stuff they can do to suck that out. And that's, again, why people's 401ks are disappearing. Uh, Um, So you got to direct register your shares because that way if you go onto like a direct site like computer share you can direct register a share under your name mm-hmm. and then have it so if there's anybody out there who actually cares yeah direct register your shares it'll yeah. help you yeah or just yeah or just uh, leave the stock market entirely those know. are both i don't both i don't very know I, I don't want to tell people to not investigate the stock market because there's you know some people can really do it but uh it's just, very hard be it's like 90 percent don't <laughs> very careful. and yeah honestly you mentioned gambling uh, I'm so sick of all the gambling in Michigan now. Anyway, so might as well invest in the stock. You don't market. like the like thirty thousand uh different like ads now for no. uh oh? Do you see all the bill? There's billboards on the highway oh, yeah. now for uh, for oh, yeah. Caesar for yeah. uh oh what's the sports game? Yeah, I, um, and yeah, it it's, is uh, it's out of control. We we shouldn't have started this conversation at the end because I will talk about. The dangers of gambling. We got another couple minutes, please. But um, yeah, I think gambling can be fun, 
Uh, I think gambling is probably an activity best reserved amongst friends in very small amounts. Um, I, 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 I would love to see what sort of profits that, like I said, the MGM or the uh, Caesars Palace, what sort of money they're making in Michigan now. It's it's got to be just such a drain on the economy instantly, and I mean I'm sure they're paying taxes and et cetera, yeah. but it's it's not like the lottery where half of it goes to schools, which and I'm not even a really big fan of the lottery. You know what I mean? The only reason I I really tolerate the lottery is because like I said, half of it goes to schools, but it, it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, what are we doing as a society that we're literally giving our money away? And you can look at these odds like it doesn't take that much math. You can do these calculations and very quickly realize like uh, there's no reason for me to gamble this. Like, it's an addiction. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, it, it is, is an addiction. Is. People get for addicted people. to the sense of uh, they'll win once right, and just keep going even if they keep losing because mm-hmm. you have a semblance of, of winning. Mm-hmm. But uh, And they're very, they're very predatory, the companies. You know what I mean? The, you can watch these ads and I'm like – you know, you know, uh, I can't remember one of the sports book ones recently is, you know, guaranteeing a thousand dollars free and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, like, dude, that's a brilliant uh, advertising strategy. But I do look at it and kind of go like, that's a little bit predatory. <laughs> like you're kind of trying to trick people into getting addicted to gambling. You know what I mean? Which is uh, but please do know. be careful. You know, anybody who wants to invest in gambling, invest in the stock, or the market, stock market, in, yeah. invest in anything, we do want you to be careful. And we're yeah. so, I'm sorry to end it on such a, you know. A rapid story. but A rapid story and not such a high note, but I do think it's important to talk about that stuff. Yeah. Um, and acknowledge, you know, and I'll acknowledge addiction wherever it may be. Right. Well, anyway, I had fun. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. And hey, thank you to our listeners for tuning yes. in. We appreciate you immensely. And I guess the last thing to say is you've been listening to the Roundup on WDBM 89 FM.